if you're learning about tefillah, then we have to focus on Rosh Hashanah. Because more than any other day of the year, it's a day where there's a special Kayach HaTvila. How do I know that? It's a Chazal. Listen to a fascinating Midrash. It's a Midrash to hit him on Perakov base. And the Pasuk says, To Kosev Zos Ledar Acharon, V'am Nivra Yehalilko. To Kosev is right, this for the final generation. V'am Nivra, and a, a nation who's been recreated will thank, will praise Hashem. Why? Because the Apostle carries on, because he didn't reject the Tvila. So what's the Apostle referring to? Say Chazal the Midrash. Because of those who are says the Midrash, These are the later generations, the Dar Acharon, the later generations, that lean more towards death on Rosh Hashanah. So what does Hashem do? V'akadosh Baruch Hu Bore Oysom Bria Chadasha. So Hashem has to recreate them as a Bria Chadasha. That's the Am Nivra. Why? Because V'lai Bazas Tfilasam, because of the Tfil of Rosh Hashanah. What's the Midrash referring to? And what are these Sarah Tfilas Rosh Hashanah? So first let's understand a bit of the Oymek, a bit of the depth of Rosh Hashanah. And then from that we can understand uh, the power of Tfilah that we have in Rosh Hashanah. And I want to ask another question also. We all know the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah is blowing the shofar. But if you see, blowing the shofar isn't just a mitzvah in its own right. Chazal decided that blowing the shofar is part of Davini. And that's why we can blow the shofar, the Melosh Monastery. And it's brought in Eilacha that there's no reason why the person Davini Shemesh can't be the Baltakeh also. Because it's not a hefzik. Blowing the shofar is part of the tefillah. So now the question you have to understand is, how does Shemona Esrei and shofar connect? What's the one going to do with the other one that they they become part of the same tefillah? So let's understand, historically, what happened in Rosh Hashanah? What's the importance of the day that we're reliving every year? And as we know, Rosh Hashanah was the day that Hashem created other Marishim. Now, creating other Marishim was not a foregone conclusion. Chazal tell us that there was a machlekes in Shemaim whether Adam should be created or not, and there was a lot of arguments for that Adam should not be created. Whether it was the Malachim who voted against creating Adam, whether it was certain Midas, like the Midas HaEmes and the Midas HaShalom, who didn't want to create Adam. There was a lot of opposition to the creation of Adam, which means that there were two sides and Hashem had to judge. So from the very first year of creation, the very first day, uh, Yom Hashishi, there was a judgment, should Hashem create Adam or not? There were two sides. There was those who opposed creating Adam, and there were those who were for creating Adam. So there was a judgment, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided, I'm going to create Adam. And he did. And that spiritual dynamic replays itself every year. Which means every year we come back on Shoshana, to that same point. There's a question. Should Hashem create Adam or shouldn't he? Except now Adam doesn't mean admiration. Adam means every single one of us. Every single human being. Called by your Olam Abram Lefanov, and there's that same question. Should Hashem create the person, or shouldn't He create the person? And that becomes the din. It's a, it's a yes or no. And there's a concept of Sefer Chaim, and there's a concept of Sefer Mesim. And that's why 
the spiritual underpinnings why we come back to that judgment on a person's life every Rosh Hashanah. Except there's one big difference. And that is, with the decision whether or not to create Adam could only be based on the future. Because Adam hadn't been created yet. And therefore the decision on whether or not to create Adam was a decision of should we create Adam because what he's going to become. We couldn't base, create Adam based or decide based on Adam's past because there wasn't one. So it was only a decision based on the future. But when it comes to us, so we all have a track record. We all have a history. We all have a past performance of the last year or many of the last number of years. And if that's the case, if there's going to be a decision, should Hashem recreate this person or not? So let's have a look at, at his past. Let's have a look at his history. Let's have a look at what he's already done and what he deserves. Now, on that, on that cheshman, there are people who deserve. There are people who they have, their life has been exemplary enough that in their own merit they deserve to, they deserve to live more. We call Tzadik in Gemurim, which are Nechtamim and Nechtamim in Alta Lechai. There is such a category. It's not a majority of Klai Israel, it's a minority. So if the judgment was going to be based solely on past performance, based only on what was deserved because of a person's accrued merits, so if that's the case, so then we've limited uh, being vindicated in Rosh Hashanah, being judged for life to a minority of Klai Israel. So what's the second option? So that's what we're, that's we're going back to the Chazal. That's the first words the Chazal say. The Kosev Zos the Dar Achron. You're writing this for the future generations, which are Netoyim Lemisa, which means if Hashem is going to judge them based on their achievements or based on their performance, they're more noted not to, not to be worthy of life. They're more noted to be Chayv Misa. So what's the option for them? What's the option for them? And this is uh, what's important for us on Rosh Hashanah. Because if you're going to look through the entire Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, you'll see we never directly talk about asking Hashem uh, to judge us and how He's going to change the judgment. In other words, the first point of what we deserve, so it's deserved. That, that, that's not something which necessarily needs our Tefillah. If a person is a Tzadik Omer, and then, he's, and then he deserves to be given a Chaim, judged for life, he will be. What's the question? What's the option for people who might not necessarily be in that category? Whether it's in the category of a Benoni, undecided, or Chasasham, in the opposite category of a Russia. What's the second option? And the Yusayid is like this. Again, let's start with the Chazal, because this is very central to understanding Rosh Hashanah. It's a Chazal, it's a Midrash Rabbi in Bashas Kisisa, and it says, Kesha'ala Moshe Lamar. When Moshe went up to Shemaim to get the Torah, so Hashem took him on a tour of Ganeden. And Hashem told him, which means treasuries of reward. And each treasury, Moshe asked Hashem, who is this treasure meant for? And Hashem's answer, this is for those who keep Shabbos, he's a parent fillin, those who eat matzah, those who do chesed, each one, each mitzvah has its own treasure. And eventually Moshe comes to an oitzer gadol mikolam, say chazal a bigger storage of, of schar than any of the others. And Moshe says to Hashem, Vahalalulami, this one, this enormous treasure, who is that for? Listen to Hashem answers him. Hashem says, Mi mishalai, and he knows in the mishalai. Somebody who has his own, in other words, he has his own schosim, his own merits, he has accrued his own, amassed his own treasure. 
So he gets what he from his own. But somebody who doesn't have anything of his own, so I give him from mine. This is my treasure. I dispense it to people who don't have. So Moshe says, what? That means for everybody? It's like a free-for-all? So Hashem says, no. No. So who does Hashem decide to give to? Hashem said the Pasuk, I'm going to give I'm going to give for free for my treasury but to those people I choose to give to for free it's not for everybody but there is this treasure that Hashem is willing to dispense with, as with chain so to speak with, without the person deserving it but for who? for Hashem decides to give it to and what we want to understand is what does that mean? we understand that a person who has something of their own they deserve to be rewarded or to be judged favorably based on their own merits, what they've amassed themselves. What's the idea of HaKadosh Baruch having a treasury to dispense to people who don't deserve it? And what's more important to us is, who does Hashem decide who to give that to? Who does Hashem, who, the Pazak says, V'chanosi asasher ochin, who I choose to give to. What does Hashem base that decision on? So what Chazal is telling us is, what we call the second option for Rosh Hashanah. Option number one in Rosh Hashanah is for a person who is a Tzadik Gomer and when Hashem is going to wrap what he's done and decide should this person be given another year of life, the answer is going to be a resounding yes. There's nothing more to talk about. But for all those people, that, that's not definitely the case. So now what's the other option for them in Rosh Hashanah? They don't have enough Mishaloi, which means they don't have enough of their own. And if that's the case, so then what they're going to do to deserve that Hashem should give them from His that Hashem should, so to speak, give them chaim on his account, what does Hashem make a decision on? So that's the middle of what we call chayn. The chanoisi from the Hashem What's the middle of chayn? The middle of chayn is, let's give a marshal for it. Imagine you're coming to a new group of people. You don't know any of them from before. You look around at a sea of unfamiliar faces, and you're trying to think, who should I reach out to? Who should I try to make a cashier with? Who should I try to develop a friendship with? Now, no, no one here has done anything for you in the past. You don't even know who they are. But nevertheless, you're going to look around, and you're going to find somebody that you're going to make the first step to introduce yourself, maybe spend time and money on them, and try and Why would you do that? How did you decide which of a random group of unknown strangers to try and build a connection with? And the answer is, this is what the middle of Chayn means. We translate it as finding favor, but more like it means it's, it's it, when a person is motzachain, it means I see potential. Which means I look at the person who I think this is the person I could develop a good relationship with. This is the person that if I, put, when I work on it, we can, make, we can become friends. And therefore, I'm willing to take the first step because it's with a view to what, can be, what I can achieve, whether, where this can go. And therefore, what a person looks to, or what a person tries to enter to feel, is who's the person I think I would get on well with, it's worth, it's, it's worth investing in that relationship because it's worthwhile. So even though the person might have done nothing yet, but what we call motzachain is that it's something which uh, I see potential in, and that's what I'm willing to invest up front. Whereas the kind of person I'm just looking at him and I'm sure I'm never going to get on with that guy, so I'm going to avoid him. Why should I invest in someone I don't think is ever going to go anywhere? Okay. So with that understanding, let's go back to the Pasuk. Says Hashem, He has an oitzer of chinam to give for people who don't deserve, but for who? Es asher achin. Which means not for everybody. Where Hashem chooses to give it. 
And who does Hashem choose to give to? Hashem chooses to give to for exactly the same reason. We see this potential. Which means somebody who says it could be that based on their past, they don't deserve. But maybe you can judge them based on their future. Just like Adam. And if that's the case, we can find somebody who we look at well, Hashem's world willing to look ahead. And to look ahead is to see what if I would give this person another year of life and brach and health and atzlacha, what would they be? What could they be with that next year? And if that's the case, if Hashem says it's worth investing in this person for the future, that's the second reason to get. And that's the second way Hashem will judge in Rosh Hashanah. The one is the, the din, which is an eye to the past. And if a person is not zaycha that way, so Hashem is willing to judge based on what they could achieve in the future. That now, that's what, one second. Now, that's what we say, the second part of the Pasuk, the Am Nivra. The Am Nivra means they have to be recreated. So it's not based on what you were before, because the world before wasn't good enough. So Hashem is prepared to start again based on the future, based on what you could become in the future. Except the obvious question is, Hashem doesn't have for everybody. It's a Sher Achoin, which means the person that Hashem sees, this is really somebody that is worth investing in them up front because I see that they're going to improve in the future. I see that they're going to make it worthwhile. Well, how are you going to convince Hashem of that? How are you going to do that? So that's the, uh, let's finish the Chazal. Now, based on that, we understand the incredible significance of the Tefillah Rosh Hashanah. It's not the Tefillah every day. We ask Hashem to help us not learning, give us parnas and whatever else. The Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is transformational. It's putting forward an argument which Hashem is going to get convinced by that what we were in the past isn't what we're going to be in the future. And therefore, Regardless of what our track record was or what the judgment was based on our past performance, Hashem is willing to give us a head because next year is going to be better. He's willing to invest up front. And that's what we're davening for. Our, our Tefillah Rosh Hashanah is to, is to present, so to speak, the case of how we're going to get better. And then uh, convincing enough that Hashem agrees. And therefore, He's willing to give us on credit, so to speak, up front, another year of Every, all the bracha we want another year of life because the, we, we, we're, we're convinced and he's convinced that the next is going to be better how do we do that? how is that the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah? so you have to understand this is the Kayach of what we call Imre Lafana Malchus and Zechernes the Kayach of Malchus is not just to say Hashem we know that you're in charge of the world the Kayach of Malchus is a step beyond that and that is that, you, that if you're the Melech which means you're in charge you're the one we have to obey and respect. So then that's going to become a more central theme in my life. And that is listening to what Hashem wants. Doing what Hashem wants me to do. Focusing on, on the goal that Hashem wants me to achieve. That's the way that if the Malchus is more important to us, which means Hashem becomes more central to in our lives, so then there's a good chance that next year we'll focus better on doing what He wants. We'll, uh, we'll live our lives more in accordance to what Hashem, where Hashem wants us to live. And therefore the argument for what's going to change next year is not uh, on an individualized basis. We'll be more careful than Hashem. We'll try to remember to say Berger Samasa. That's a prati. The argument is going to make a difference is we're going to focus more on Hashem as a central point in our lives. We're going to be mamlichim more. Because that will change our outlook on everything. That's the first point. And then the second point is Zichroinus. And the major point of Zichroinus, we say ourselves in the Torah of Zichroinus, 
we're not a Misam Mitzbach, which means we're not going to forget. It's not that Rosh Hashanah we're going to Mamlech Hashem to Hashem for sure. Next year is going to be different, and knowing that within two days of Rosh Hashanah we're going to have forgotten everything. No, Zichrayna says we're going to find a way to remember our commitment to Malchus, and therefore it's going to be something we'll implement over the course of the year. If we do a good job on that, that fear of Rosh Hashanah is the Kayach, that Hashem is willing to judge us not in the past but on the future. That's what the, uh, the Mepharshim explained when he says Hashem judges a person by Hashem Rosham. Hashem Rosham, where he is now, doesn't mean standing in the Shalom Rosh Hashanah. Hashem Rosham means where he thinks he's going to be. And therefore, if a person is convincing himself, number one, that next year is going to be better and uh, different to last year, okay, Hashem is willing to judge you on that. And therefore, the, the, the preparation for the Torah of Rosh Hashanah is not just to start the Shulah Think first, what's the, what, what are you going to say? What you, what's your mouth is going to be? If I say that Hashem being Mamlech here, I'm going to make it more important to obey you, to uh, accept you as a king, so in which way am I going to do that? And that's the Tefillah of Malchus. And then Hashem judges me, we're based on the future rather than based on the past. So that's the first part. The Kayach of Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, the Am Nivra. That is for the person who is noted a Misa, if Hashem is judging him in the past, he has the Kayach to be Zecha by being recreated for the future. That's the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah has that ability to, to shift the focus of Hashem is judging him to his future rather than his past, just like Father Marisha. And based on his future, Hashem is referring to giving life. Hashem Shom means what therefore? What he is now, not yeah. today. And now, where he is now is where he thinks he's. This is what I think I'm going to be. So I'm prepared to judge you on that. And Ishmael is the other way around. Ishmael wasn't the Rosh yet. So Hashem Shom means. means what he's going to be. Hashem wasn't planning to be a Rosh. What you are now, what you're planning to be. Right. So. You, you, right over the past. Right. I'm not sure why Rebbe said that. Two questions. I'm not sure why Rebbe said that Tzadik um, Gomer is judged by his past, whereas we're not. Because you, you could say that the reason that Tzadik Gomer gets judged favorably right away is because he's going to act exactly the same in the coming year as he did last year. Right. So that's a reason. So more than that. Then he, then he gets high based on his past. So it's based on the past, but it's also based on the future. Yeah, but it's understood. Why should he change? Here we're trying to change. So you have to, you have to make an argument on what's going to transform me, what's going to change me. For the Tzadik Gomer, just keep doing what you're doing. That's great. The, the, other, the other, I mean, this is the bigger one, but, I mean, every year we're doing something. I mean, we're, we're, we're hopefully, most of us are improving year to year. To say that Hashem doesn't, it's like, it's never enough what we did in the past. He, he knows what we're going to accomplish each year. Um, and this is a very elementary question, but at the same time, we're building on something. Like there's something he sees a trajectory. It's not like God doesn't see a trajectory that goes on. It's not like all of a sudden, like yeah, I was baseline and I should have died. But like, oh, now I'm like, and then you come back exactly to the same baseline and then the same baseline. Same. But there has to be some sort of trajectory that Hashem sees that. Yeah, but the way Hashem judges is not just based on what a person did right or wrong. It's a balance of what he did compared to what he was meant to do. Which right. means, as much as you think, okay, we improved this year. But number one, when a person gets better, that means what they do is now more serious. Number two, it's true they got better, but what is the expectation for you? But but if if the whole judgment is basically saying what you did before wasn't good enough, yes. and I look to next year and I know that I'm gonna have another rush channel where it's not gonna be good enough, and I look next, no, not gonna be good no, enough. No. The way that are, we meant to look at what we've done is we don't know, but we're definitely going to try to be technical next year. 
things happen in the course of the year. We don't plan that mirage, but we definitely try to be tzedekah. That, that's exactly the point of Hashem Hashem. Hashem doesn't judge you based on what He knows you're going to do. He bases you on what you say, what, where you're holding now, what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm Hashem. I'm going to be based on today. No, where I'm, where I'm feeling I am now. Now that I'm diving on Rosh Why does that make sense? Because that's the, the, the true level of the person, is what the person really wants to be. Things are going to happen, Hashem also knows that. A person won't live up to all his expectations, Hashem knows that too. But at least from his point of view, this is what I want to be. And it's, I'm going to work on that. Now, whether I'll be Matzlech or not Matzlech, that's not the question right now. In, it's that I'm willing to try and I'm willing to improve and I want to get better and I'm willing to work on it. Just like Adam. Adam, if Hashem knew the future, he knew Adam would fall very fast. But he still created him. Because the pot- Hashem Rosham was right now. Adam hasn't done anything wrong yet and he has the potential to succeed. So we're going to create him with that potential. Now we need one more point because the person already exists. So now we have to say the judgment is. If you were judging somebody, right, and the guy comes to you and he's doing terrible things, and today he's really committed, but you know he's an addict and he's. It has to no. It has to be more than that. It's not just he's really committed, and he's 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 committed to making it work. Okay. Okay, Still, you wouldn't judge him if he knew the next year he's gonna fail. I don't know. If if I'm if he's sincere now and there's a potential he'll succeed, so I'll give him the chance. Let him try. How do I know he's not? Maybe he will. But and so that's what I say. Hashem is not judging by the future. Hashem is judging by the, the Mitzvahs now. Why? Doesn't make, the type of judgment doesn't really make sense. It makes sense because otherwise, you, without that, then you'd kill half the world every year or more. So therefore, Hashem gives a person the potential to try and get better. And the, the, getting, the argument is that I'm going to change. I'm not going to repeat last year. I'm going to try harder. I have a way that I'm going to do that. Now, whether it's going to work or not work is a different question. But at least uh, you know, the person's attempting to try. Good. Then, then there's something to work with. I don't know. It doesn't make sense by people. What makes sense by people? Why? Trying not to do the thing. You know he's going to do it. I don't know he's going to do it. If I know, I only know that if I knew the future. If I don't, if Why I wouldn't look at the future if you knew Because Bashar Hashem means I give a person a chance based on now. Because my, my, my knowledge of the future doesn't take, means, we have to explain it, Hashem's idea, but the fact that Hashem knows the future doesn't mean a person's condemned to that. It happens to be Hashem knows what's going to happen, but the person can still choose and he can still try. From his point of view, he can succeed. Now, let's go to the next point. That was only the first half. That's the Tvila. What's the Shafa? What does the Shafa add to that? Well, we said the Shafa is part of the Tvila, they go together. So, what's the Kaicha Shafa? So listen to something amazing. I heard from my Rabbi Moshikir. It's a friend of Rafa. I've seen something similar in other stories, but don't worry, this, said this, I only heard from him. When Hashem creates, decided on Rosh Hashanah to create a person, how did he do it? What was the way Hashem creates a person? So Pazak says, The way Hashem created a person is by blowing life into, his, into, his, into him. So it came through the act of Hashem blowing into the person, that's what gave a person life. 
says that the reason we call that element of, of, of spirituality of life in us and neshama is because neshama comes from the word neshima, which is a breath. And the nishma shakai, the breath of Hashem to Vinim is what gave a person life. That's our neshama. It came from Hashem's breath. That's how Hashem gave us life. Now the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, at every time that Hashem judges something, the way to be zeiche ebedin is to use that in Avodah Hashem. So the Gemara says, There are four different judgments during the year. For example, on Pesach, we judge for the grain, for the harvest. On Shavuot, we judge for the fruit. On Sukkot, we judge for water. And in each case, the way to be found meritorious, or successful in the din, is to show we're going to use what we're being judged on to serve Hashem. So on Sukkot, we bring the water in the Besam English, on Pesach, we bring the, the carbon Oymer, which is the grain, and on Shavuot, we bring the Bikur. And that way we're using the, the element of being judged into so Hashem, we're using it for you. We're using it as a mitzvah. And that's something which is going to, uh, so to speak, stand to our credit, to our merit in the day. And if that's the case, so then on Rosh Hashanah, when people are being judged, so we're being judged. we the the person. And what are we going to use then to, to serve Hashem with? And the answer is Chazal say. So Midrash Rabbah in Pinchas that on all the Karbanas it says V'ekraptim Oila except for Rosh Hashanah where it says V'asisim Oila and on that Chazal say that the Ek of Rosh Hashanah isn't just to bring the animals a Karban but V'asisim which means make yourself into the Karban what I'm meant to do to make myself into the Karban this is the Mitzvah Tukiyah Shefer the Mitzvah Tukiyah Shefer is to so to speak use what Hashem gave me to serve Him so the Hashem blew life into me I'm going to use that same koyach to blow life, that koyach of life, which is the breath Hashem blew to me, as a mitzvah. And that's a shofar. I'm blowing back that same koyach which a person can blow. That's the, the, the air in a person which is what keeps them alive. I'm using that as an expression of, of blowing the shofar. So, Kilo, the life Hashem gave me, I'm using it to serve him. Now, Chazal said, combine this to the tefillah. Combine this koyach of shofar to the tefillah. Because if my Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is, I'm asking for life because I'm going to use that life to serve Hashem, that's exactly what the Shafer is. The life Hashem blew into me, I'm using that, that breath itself, that, nish, that the breath of life to serve Hashem, I'm blowing the Shafer with it. And therefore, the combination of Malchus and Zichronis to the Shafer is exactly what you say you're going to do, that's the mitzvah we do. We're dedicating life to serve Hashem. That's the mitzvah of the shofar, but that's also meant to be the koyach of the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. The koyach of the tefillah is to say how we're going to do that. To describe how we're going to use our life to serve Hashem. Because in that way, in that way, so then we've, we're, we're putting forward the argument of why Hashem should give us life. And if you're based on the future, how are we going to use that future better? Why don't we all blow for that? Every person I'm going to get there. Now, there's one more point here. And the uh, side is like this. Really, every tefillah includes that kayak of chaim. Tefillah isn't just thinking the words, tefillah is expressing the words. Which means, every time I speak, I'm using that same air, that same breath of life to, 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 thank Hashem, to speak to Hashem, to ask Hashem. Tefillah is always an expression of life. And the Pasuk says, I use my life with my life I thank Hashem the, la- the breath He put in me is the, is the ability I have to speak and, uh, going back to the very first Pasuk 
Because the breath Hashem puts into a person, that life force is what enables me to speak. I need the exhalation of air to be able to speak. So every time I dive in, I'm using the Koyach of life. I'm using the Koyach of life. So what's added by the Shaifa? What's added by the Shaifa that, uh, that isn't already there in the fact that I'm davening? If I'm using, talking to Hashem, so I'm using my breath to speak. And the answer is, the difference is that when I talk, you tend to focus on the words I'm saying. Not on the fact of the breath which, uh, which is used, being used to express those words. It's only when there's a sound which isn't words that I can focus on the kayak which, which, which is from where the words are coming. What in, in, in the Lashon of the Torah we call the kol. The kol. I can listen to a person's words and hear what they say. Or I can listen to the call, the voice. The voice isn't an articulation in the words. It's just the kayak which is expressed from a person that we call the kayak. And we say this in Davini. We say, Shema So we already asked Hashem to accept that tefillah. So what's the call we're asking Him to listen to? Uh, what's the difference to the tefillah we just said? And the answer is, the call is, the call, before the tefillah, is a, more, a level which is more deeper in a person than the words He said. It's the act of using using that voice to to using his that the, the, the air inside him that chius to express something, and that's why we talk about the shayfar. The mitzvah is the shmaya kol shayfar, or we say the bracha ketashumaya kol shayfar. The shayfar is a koyach of the kol, as a koyach of what we, the, the air we're exp- the life we're expressing, which is deeper than the words. It's not less; it's deeper. The, alter. <coughs> the shayfar alters the when you breathe. Why the different breaths? Why don't we just do breathing exercises? No, the, the call you hear only when you have a shaykh. Yeah, it's not distorted, no. It's not distorted, it's the other way around. It's the call, but there are different kinds of koilis. And that's what the Gemara says. There's a call which is a, the call of a shkir, there's a call of a shfari. They're both the kinds of koilis that a person can have. And I want to ask, but why, without going into now the whole Isaac of why we have all the different, the machshav of shvarim trua and shvarim trua and all together and what the shkir does, that's a different sugya. But the side of the call, it's something deeper than the words. We know, this is the Maral already says, that the, when the Maral explains, why does a person cry? In a different context, he's talking, why does a person cry? What brings a person to cry? Because if you think about it, crying is expressed by two things. It's the tears, and it's the sound of a person, of a person crying. What causes a person to cry? So listen to the Maral, fantastic idea. The Maral says, a person cries when they can't talk. Why? Because they don't have the words to say. So normally when a person wants to say something, they'll use that voice to express it in words. And when I, when I don't have words, so then the voice gets expressed without words, which is crying. Why doesn't the person have the words? So we have crying in both extremes. There's crying with extreme sadness, there's crying with extreme happiness. Either way, says the morale, when the feeling a person has is too strong to express in words, so then I don't have the, I don't have the right vocabulary. There isn't the language to, say, to express exactly what I'm feeling. So I don't have words. So what happens? And I have the call without the words. So the call, which is what's being expressed, is something which doesn't have words to minimize it, to categorize it. That's what we call the call of crying. And that's why the call of shofar is always called the call of crying, because it's expressing a call which we can't, don't have words for. And now that's the insight. It's expressing the sound of life. Without the words, which are going to confine it into a certain meaning. We combine the two together. Tefillah Rosh Hashanah is number one, what we're going to say, and what we're going to ask for, and what we're going to explain, that why we want life, and uh, that's our tefillah, of Malchus, Azichronis. But there's a second point. 
there's using that koyach of life itself as part of Avedis Hashem, and that's the call which doesn't have expression in words. It's the call of the shayfa, which is the call yabava, like Chazal said, the call of crying, which means it's the call of showing a person the expression of a person which can't be put into words. We put the two together. We put the two together. That's, it. that's our, our tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. It's using life to serve Hashem, explaining how we're going to use life to serve Hashem, but then Ba'atim doing that. The call of the shofar is the call of uh, the, 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 that life which Hashem gave us, which we want to use to serve Him, which we want to use to, to direct towards Him. And that touches a place deeper in a person than anything else, because this is a person's life. And it's not just the mitzvah which I'm doing with my body, it's using the call of chiyus, the life Hashem gave me. That, that itself I want to use to serve Hashem. Calls that's the call of the shofar. When we combine those two things, they're the same chazal we began with, we'll finish with, that it says, that's the schuss of Rosh Hashanah, the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a special kayach. And that is, as much as Rosh Hashanah is Yom Adin, as much as Hashem is judging what to do, He gave a special kayach, the Tfilah of Rosh Hashanah, and it's transformational. It can make a person, recreate him, can give him a new lease on life. Why? Because if a person uses the Tfilah properly, then Be'etzim, He's redirecting his life or maybe sharpening his direction in life. He's using life to serve Hashem, and that's a once-a-year tefillah, the tefillah of the shofar together with the malchus, which Hashem is always makabah. Whatever situation a person's in, Hashem will always be the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because this is the tefillah for the future. So therefore, it doesn't make a difference what a person's past was. There could be times Hashem doesn't accept the person's tefillah, like the Rambam writes, because of all his averis, but the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is always accepted. Because this is a tefillah which the argument is Hashem is looking to judge in the future. Do you deserve that from that Oitzar Gadol where Hashem gives up front, so to speak. That's based on what your future is going to be. That's always available. And therefore the, the, the Kayach of the, what you call the Racham of Rosh Hashanah or the Schos of Rosh Hashanah or the, the opportunity of Rosh Hashanah is diving for the future. I'm not limited by what my past was. I have opportunity to dive in based on what I want the future to be. And the more sincere that is, the more it comes from that makam of a person, which is the kol shofar. So then, that's what a person zayich. And Hashem responds the same way. Finish with this. Chazal said to Zayir, "Vashas pinchas, ba'adain ani adam yatakeya, talmud leim vashem elikim b'shofar yitka." Which means it's exactly reciprocal. The koyach we have of the shofar inspires Hashem to blow his shofar. And what's Hashem's shofar? That's vayipach ba'af of nishmas chayim. Hashem is going to blow back that life into us, and he's zayich to chayim. Which I'm going to say some of the time.